0: On a stormy monsoon night in Sedona What do you do? You record a podcast episode Welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers Podcast So here I am sitting with a man that has been in my life for 20 some years and I have been trying to get this fella on my podcast and he's had, as we all have, a roller coaster um, of a number of things that have happened just with COVID. And But when I tell you who he is, you'll kind of understand why he's hard to get a hold of. He is um, Michael Barnard. He is the artistic director of the Phoenix Theater in Phoenix, Arizona. And he is a super talent. And um, I can barely believe that I'm actually sitting here with you and that you're giving me your time. Right, Mr. Barnard?
1: Yes, right. (laughs) Yes, right, Terry. (laughs) I'm here and I have no idea why.
0: So, I have wanted to talk to you and we kind of I've I'm up here uh in your neck of the woods um hanging out a little bit regarding some other creative ventures, but um I was re I was reminiscing uh a little bit last night with a mutual friend of ours, Lori Fry on when I first heard about you. And I came to Arizona in 1990, um, well, 1990, but 1991, I I started working in Gov, the musical, but Mm -hmm. David Hemphill, another mutual friend of ours said, oh girl, you have got to meet Michael. Now, he pronounced your name two different ways, and we had kind of a debate about it. I'm like, is it? And he, he said that everybody calls you either one or the other, but is there a preferred way? Barnard was one way he called it, and Bernard is another one. No, Barnard. Barnard. Okay. Well, then I've been okay. Um,. And he went He went on and on about you. And it was really cool to hear somebody talk about somebody that way. Because I love David. And David became like family to me. And I was like um, um, roommates with him. But then I finally had an occasion to meet you. Right? Yeah. It was... Um, you put me in Man of La Mancha. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Remember? Of course I do. And... Um that was amazing. you were magical to me as a director now i'm not I would never call myself a musical theater person. I just knew I wanted to work with you. You offered me this part. it was the innkeeper's wife yes there were very few lines in it, but I do know that I made a little pop sound at something <laughs> yes. that then became a thing and um so uh oh, I got was... some laughs on that, which of course then I was hooked like a fish but um <laughs>
1: And, well, you should have been, because you're brilliant on stage.
0: You're so sweet. See, that is why I wanted to have him on my podcast right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you are magical as a director and as a creative person, a mm. uh, choreographer. You have had many. Get, can you give us the elevator speech about who you are up till now? Like if someone said, Michael, Michael <coughs> Barnard, who... Who, 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 what's your resume? How's that? Is that fair to say? Resume? No? What would you, what's, what are some titles that you've held creatively? Because see, he's, I'm making him miserable now because he's having to think about talking about himself. I How s- about if I help you? Choreographer?
1: I started my own company called um, Actors, um, ACTA, Actors Collegiate Theater of Arizona. I, um, became the director of theater for the city of Phoenix. I uh, was the uh, associate producer of musical theater of Arizona. I uh, then became the um, resident director choreographer for the Phoenix theater, um, later to become the Phoenix theater company. I then was um, hi, uh, went into show bands and was uh, director choreographer for show bands, through Las Vegas, uh, Tahoe, Reno, and the Hilton circuit. Um, I then became um, uh, one of the senior show directors for uh, Disney, for the Western States, for nine years. And um, I became a director for Universal Studios Osaka, Japan. For fifteen years, um, and um, then I was brought back to the Phoenix Theater Company, and I've been the um, associate artist, art, the associate. I have been the producing artistic director. Okay, I was wondering what the title was. Yeah, okay. Of the Phoenix Theater Company for, uh, I'll be going into my twenty uh, fifth year.
0: Oh my gosh. Michael, you know, I didn't know some of that that you said. I really didn't. I mean, I didn't know I didn't know you had some of those credits, you know, I'm and sorry. I, I I am sorry. I'm sorry that I'm ashamed of myself
1: I don't that blame I did, you. <laughs> that I didn't know. I'm ashamed of myself for it not telling you.
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I well no, I'm going I'm going to probably get cu- sappy and stuff because I care about you so much, but I I really don't do, and this doesn't mean anything to anybody. But I really don't do a lot of other theater unless it has been with you. Um, okay. And there's there's a I think there's it's not just um, that I'm sitting around waiting for a phone call, but huh. um, uh, it has to do with my time, like where where I want to have my time spent, uh-huh. and I take a look at uh what all that looks like and I have enjoyed being in your shows so
1: much and I have oh my God um and it's such a blessing when you're in a show um you bring something um unique it's you bring something unique to every character that you create and You're gifted beyond belief. I have no idea. I have no idea why you are not a superstar.
0: Well, thanks, folks. Then that's the. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I didn't. I thank you for saying that. That's so sweet. It really is. But. I know that my favorite time mm. in a show happens to be from the day one of rehearsal until we open. And then for me, because the relational part of it and the exchange and the creativity and the building it, it takes a turn there. Sometimes I like look at th- and think, okay, well, I'm done. Who's coming in now? Um, after opening <laughs> night, after we make it through and make it happen. But um, I do remember something. um, so vividly, uh, I came into a rehearsal f- to play Mama Morton in the first time I did the show with you. I've done the show with you twice, but. And I left and called you after the first rehearsal. And I said, I really think you need to get somebody else. This is not. For me um, i didn 't feel the pressures in Man of La Mancha because it was this little fun, quirky little part that I had, and but in um, Mama Morton, and so I heard everybody speaking this musical language, and I just knew I was swimming in a pool of fish I did not where I did not belong, so I called you and and said i 'm just going to give you enough time to find somebody else really quickly, and you talked me down off of the cliff and convinced me to stay in the show. And I don't know if you remember this, come sits probe. I didn't know what sits probe was. I was hoping it was like a nice bubble bath after some sort of colonic. But um you had to get mic'd up and then sing by yourself. Out in front of everybody. You're And I gave you a look and I was joking, but not joking. I said, I should never have let you talk me into stages. And you sat me down. I don't know if you remember this. We sat on a bench there on the stage and you said, we are so much alike. Uh And you told me that, you know, you saw me doubting myself um, and fearing things And you didn't break everything down about you, but you let me into seeing you as a human being, not as this powerhouse director, which you are. Um, And I was forever endeared to you because I felt like if you showed me that part of you and it it connected with me, I could do this. And though I was so scared to let you down and to let the show down when opening night happened. And I was sitting behind this scrim that sort of a piece of, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh yeah, that turned around a drum. Mm-hmm. And I was like this, I promise I said, what am I doing here? And then that started to roll and open and I heard the music go. And then I really had your conversation in my mind. Yeah. And then off we went to the races. Um, and I, I won a Zony for uh Oh you were brilliant for in that role.
1: I mean there was no doubt about it.
0: But that that aside though, there's something very vulnerable and maybe I'm re- maybe I'm showing your cards for you. Thank there's you. something very vulnerable about you. And I don't know that everyone immediately looks at very that. True. About at you, you know what I mean? Because you are in this business. When you, when someone that runs a theater and then also casts and gets you a job, we, we as actors have to kind of revere you in such a way that there's respect and there's maybe a little bit of fear and intimidation. But the sensitive side to you really does run the show, and I don't know that you can always put that out there. What would you say? That I can. Com- that 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 you can air, you can air out that wear that part of you publicly and professionally as much as maybe what is really going on or or do you think that you do more now?
1: I think um, I think the biz, this industry um, it's like no nobody is really who they are um, on paper or on, on their resume. Um, I mean, they have insecurities and frailties and challenges and failures and etc. or, or their mind tells them that. But when you have to face the public, you face it with, um, honor and courage and bravery and, um, and with the best and with the best of what you can produce, mm-hmm. the best of who you are. And so because you do that, um, you you take ownership of of for the first time you take ownership possibly of of what you can accomplish. That doesn't mean that when the camera turns off or the lights go off, that you don't um, question these things. But I think the greatest artists constantly question themselves. Right. Um, they constantly question themselves. Am I good enough? Am I doing the right thing? Is this smart? Or they go, or they think and think and think and work and work and work and think and think and think and go. Yes, this is the answer. This is it. Right. Um, I know, for a fact, that the most important thing that a director can do is when they face their cast.
0: Whoa, y'all, that's thunder.
1: They That they face it with um, uh, assuredness. Mm. Um, the worst thing that could possibly happen to a, a, a production, just like soldiers that were facing a general or or uh, I don't know what else, um, you, ha- you have to put on that <clears throat> belief and confidence that you can lead this team to the end in a successful manner. Yeah. And so um, that is to me this, the most important trait that a director can bring to a show. You must be that sense of confidence and belief in people who you are working with. Um, To say, um, to say, we can do this. We will accomplish this. You will be successful, each and every one of you. And that's what I meant when I spoke with you. It it was like, oh my gosh, I could, every moment I spent with you, I knew, Oh my god! This woman is going to be amazing on stage. She's going to have the audience in the, and I mean, in her hand, in her lap. Um, so, and you proved yourself that way at each show you did with me. So, um, something special that I think that a director's job is to bring something special out of every artist they mm. work with.
0: Well, you know, you just helped me understand my own self a little bit because I think, um, one, I just like you and you make me laugh and I enjoy being in a space with you. So that is all has always been another re- reason, primary reason, why if I w- am going to do a show, I would want it to be with Michael Barnard. But now that you sort of revealed a little bit of that reasoning, I am uh, have and and my audiences listen to me. I share everything pretty much and wear my s- heart on my sleeve. But I've been fearful so much in my life about so many things, uh-huh. and um, I, I don't. I I remember want having to make the the walk down the stairs in Chicago from coming off of the first one. Uh, remember, And I said, I don't know that I could. I mean, I was literally afraid of going downstairs, that I was going to slip because I'm heavy set And so you fixed that for me. And you brought a uh, gentleman along uh-huh. that grabbed my hand. And that's all I needed was just. But you saw you are you are a champion of your talent, the talent that come and work for you. You're their champion. You're you're my champion. You calm me down. So there is a safety feeling when, when, and if we are as doubtful of our gifts as we can be as artists, what better place to be than with someone who's going to comfort, but push you and provide a means. So now you've kind of helped me answer a little bit of why it is that I love to work with you. I, um, Are you, are you, can you step back and look at, I know we are, we're hearing thunder here so much y'all and I love it, but are you able to step back a little bit and look, uh, at your, uh, history as an artist and are you satisfied and pleased with what you've done?
1: Oh, I've had some wonderful, um, wonderful journeys and wonderful accomplishments and <coughs> wonderful shows that I've been very proud of along the way. And every once in a while, I think the most special things that happen to me is out of the blue, I'll, um, I'll run into somebody. I'll get an email from somebody. I'll get a phone call from somebody. Get a letter from somebody, that reminds me of a moment that they enjoyed. That I was able to bring to life, and that is um, that is so meaningful to me because I think the art, the the insecure artist that lives within in us that pushes us, pushes us and pushes us is also um, yearning for uh, that, sense, that sense of acceptance um, from, the, from the world and when you hear back from it, um, it it's sort of like it gives you the confidence to take the next step higher and the next mm-hmm. step higher you know so pushes you on
0: um, have you and I know some of these answers a little bit just because we have talked so much in the course of our years as friends together? But have you had this um, artistic drive in you since you can remember, or is it something that came later in your, you know, teens or college years? what, what can does it harken back to you as a child?
1: Oh yeah, since I was five. Really yes uh when I was five um I was in um Stella Beale's kindergarten class um a uh a vivacious and extraordinarily powerful kindergarten class it was you know um it was like the next best thing to broadway um and um <laughs> I was five.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And, um... Yeah, I was going to take the stage <laughs> by storm. In the kindergarten production of Rudolph the red Nose Ranger, oh. to which I played the title role of Rudolph the red Nose Ranger. You did? Yeah, it was... Um, I did not know this. Oh, my God. It was a startling um, accomplishment. <laughs> um, I mean, reporters... Uh, Managers, I got car keys from, <laughs> from society people. I mean, um, oh my God, I was offered contracts. Uh, when, when I was in my, we, um, did it in, um, the elementary school that, um, uh, was across the street from the, our kindergarten, um, class, um, Stella Beals, kindergarten class. And, um, I mean, I, t- I turned the world upside down yeah. with this performance. Um, I knew then that um,
0: that there was that that the light of your nose is going to lead you to Broadway life. I was going to take the planet. Yes,
1: I was going to take the planet. There was no doubt about it. So.
0: But you did—you did have an awakening when you were little. That was—I mean, did you did did something bite you back then? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I knew that was what I wanted to do. Oh wow,
0: so cool. Um, do you have things on your list you still want to see happen? You've done so much. You came in at a time when, if if I dare say, when Phoenix it was it was Phoenix Little Theater at the time, right? Was it that then, or had it changed its name? Um,
1: I first my first job, I mean, full-time job, was when it became Phoenix Theater. Okay. Um, But it had
0: had some real struggles financially, and it was uh, maybe on some last legs.
1: When I I was hired as the artistic director of Phoenix Theater, um, yeah, there was less than $5,000 in the, I didn't know this, I was hired under a different pretense. I learned, (laughs) I learned subsequently that there was less than $5,000 in the bank, that no vendors would take our credit, that there was an 11,000 person mailing list of which only 2,000 were alive. And, um, I had seven staff members and um, a marketing director who forgot to put out the ads for our opening show.
0: Oh my
1: gosh. And um, ironically, <laughs> the opening show that I chose to do was called How to Succeed in Business. <laughs>
0: But dear heart, things turned around in a big way. And things
1: did, did, things did turn around, but it was because of the faith of and power and struggle of <clears throat> staff and board and particular board and, and donors and people in the community that I had gotten to know and love through another, through other organizational events and, Charities and things like that. So, um... I guess I was able to make a difference in this yeah. theater. Yeah.
0: Why is theater important to you? Well... I'm sure you've been asked that before.
1: I think it's because, um... I think it's because um, it's a place where people can actually gather and and know that they're working on something together, and there's an acceptance for all, no matter who you are, what you are, what you believe, how big, how big, how small, how pretty, how uh, how, how not how mobile, how not mobile. What color of skin you ha- happen to have? What religious beliefs you happen to have? Your sexual preferences—none of that matters. Is that you're all working together for a common goal, mm-hmm. and you're enjoying life, mm-hmm. getting to know these individuals, and hopefully accepting everybody for simply who they are, mm-hmm. um, and who God made you. You know, so. Um, uh, that's what I love about theater. Um, I have some difficulty nowadays because I feel like um, there are so many people out there that um, are, are not allowing... And I'm talking about artists in the business, people in the industry, who are not allowing each other to make, make a mistake... Uh, everything is so sort of u- uber and ultra sensitive to the point where you're afraid to you're afraid to make a mistake. So you so you you lose who you are, mm-hmm. and with that you lose the energy of creativity. Yeah, because you're because um, you're constantly guarded by what somebody is going to say or do, mm. and um, and and they use it as is this a safe space is this um not racially correct is this it's it's hard it's difficult because you're just trying to be you want to be you you, you are not it's not what you want to be you are accepting the ball mhm And um, the world has made it more difficult to um, negotiate through the um, trials and tribulations of a of a process. Yeah,
0: I was just gonna say the authenticity of the process, and it's so much. So it really is going against that beauty of of what the theatrical experience has always been this inclusive coming together and so this time that you're describing that we're kind of in um brings a rigidity that uh, that sort of just works complicated. It, yeah it does complicate it's it. just
1: it's very complicated now
0: mm. well i'm saddened by that but i am going to be prayerful and hopeful that um you know, there's an energy when you uh, leave a, th- a show mm-hmm. that you're alive and that you've taken in a story that's been a collaborative process, and the audience gets to be a part mm-hmm. of that in that way. And I just will pray that those days return somehow. You know, I mean, our world's been through a lot, so it will. It, it I think it's gonna hopefully run its course, but. It will.
1: Um, and 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 we will be better for it and and the and the things that that if, that should remain will remain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they will remain because um and the uber's sensitivity i think will go away because what will remain will become the norm
0: mm.
1: or the expected you know yeah and the normal, so, so you won't have to. It, 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 yeah, yeah, no one's gonna have to
0: guard the gate so much or whatever uh-uh. um what's what, and we'll end with this? What's one thing you would maybe want folks to know that you might think they don't about you, and then we can wrap this
1: baby up, um, that I'm extraordinarily handsome and virile. <laughs> And I'm, I'm actually six foot four and a model for GQ. No. The end. Um, I don't know that I'm, I'm blessed by the people that I've known. I've learned from everybody, no matter if they have been my friend or enemy. Um, uh, that I believe in others um, so much, and I, I believe, I hope and pray for the success of everyone that I have worked with. Um, I'm blessed to have been in, the, in this industry Uh, are allowed to have been in this industry or chose this industry because it's an industry where um, uh, the walls, the most successful people allow their walls to come down so that you can get to know the person behind the face. So I guess that I'm blessed by the people around me.
0: Well, I'm blessed by the person around me, oh. Mr. Michael. Oh. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, uh, Terry.
0: And thank you for taking this time out. I know we're in the later hours of the evening, and which has been a lovely way to do a podcast, actually. I kind of like it. But uh, I will have you back on again when we have some new things to talk about. But I appreciate you being... Uh, available to me and my listeners and I can't wait to see what the future holds for you and your endeavors because you are a creative force and I love you so much. I love you too. I sort of cornered my friend and we have had many uh times where we've attempted to do a podcast and I'm so grateful that he was open to it. We were working on a project with uh on behalf of someone else it's uh was a collaborative visit and while i was here i took the opportunity to see if we could sit together so i recorded it off my phone and there's hard rains falling here in the banks of oak creek canyon so uh it couldn't be a more beautiful way to end the evening thank you and i look forward to being with you again next week